0: Welcome to the Purpose Podcast, brought to you by Pink Box Purpose. I'm Heather. I'm
1: Jenny. I'm Michelle. And I'm Bethany. Thanks for joining us. While the four of us were studying the Bible together, we realized that many women have the same questions that we do. Join us on this journey through
2: the Bible. We promise lots of laughs along the way.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to week 11. We're looking at Exodus chapters 5 through 11, and we're calling this one Bloody Nile.
0: Wow, Bethany, you're sounding super classy today. Thanks, I'm
1: trying out something new. my sassy jazz voice. So last week we left off with Moses and Aaron returning to Egypt. And this one is all about chapters five is when Pharaoh says to Moses and Aaron, after they return to him, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I don't know who your Lord is. They say, well, I want to go back. We want to go back to the wilderness where we can sacrifice to our god for three days and he says why are you taking your people away get back to work and that's essentially when the pharaoh says to his slave drivers you are no longer to supply the straw for making the bricks make them go out and gather their own straw don't reduce their quota they are lazy
2: Pharaoh makes the hebrews work even harder once moses asks him to let the people go So they're almost punished for that. And then Pharaoh gets upset and says that they're just lazy and the only reason they want to leave to sacrifice to God is because they want to quit doing
0: work. So that's that's how he takes it. And the Pharaoh during this time, he didn't obviously, he didn't worship God. The same God that we worship or the Israelites. He was worshiping many other different gods and that was kind of their religion back then. He just basically believed that whatever their God could do, he could also have done as well.
1: So this one actually, Moses goes back to God and says why Lord have you brought trouble on this people is this why you sent me and I kind of want to pause there because I underline that how many times do we go back to God and say, why did you do this? You've right. given me a big task, but why now all the trouble? Like, what's the point? So Did you come up with an answer for yourself? <laughs> no, but I just think it's interesting that Moses, you know, he's Moses in the Bible, given like the burning bush that everybody wants. And, oh, if God would give me a burning bush, then I would do this, 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 and this. Like, why can't God give me a purpose in a burning bush? But it's like, Moses didn't enjoy his burning bush. <laughs> like, like he that sounds horrible, but he didn't in perspective of the actual Sorry. how this goes. He did not appreciate, like, all the trouble that came with it.
0: Well, I think a lot of times, too, we've talked, when you're given a purpose, a big task for God, when you're given that, it's not easy. It's no. not... It's
1: easier sometimes to just go along with life and... Honestly, like, there's many times you and I have talked, Jenny, like, why? Like we wish God wouldn't have given, a, <laughs> given us a purpose because it is so much easier to just go along with your day-to-day than as soon as you say yes... Your world changes and all of these things start happening along the way. Yes, for good, but also like spiritual warfare comes into play. And that's almost what's happening with this. But Moses and Aaron just keep trekking on with God and keep going to God for it. And not
0: to discourage anybody from saying yes to God, but just knowing it is harder. But God shows up in crazy ways Mm -hmm. all the time for us. And we, I think we grow closer to him. And that's what we see when we go here in chapter six of just all the different ways that God starts to show up for Moses after he's agreed to saying yes.
2: I think they are just definitely, they get discouraged because it's kind of like their first no, you know, they got, I just find that it's really, Sad that he's already blamed, Moses is already blaming himself because he goes back to God and he's like, why would they listen to me? I speak with faltering lips. And Mm -hmm. that was the first reason he had questioned God Mm -hmm. why he should do it in the first place Mm -hmm. is because he thought he was a bad speaker. And so now he's already got denied and he's going back to, it's me. It's, we always point the finger at ourselves and think we're doing something. You know, I find that as a parent, it's like if my kid does something that I wouldn't approve of them to do. I still feel like it's on me. Very flexible. Yeah. Well,
1: and, and big things are hard to do. If they weren't hard, everybody would be doing them. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, when God asks you to be, do big things, it's not an easy road to, mm. to follow there.
0: And it's kind of, Moses looks at himself like he said, he doesn't think he's a good speaker. When you say yes to doing something for God, Satan will point out all your flaws. He'll make sure mm-hmm. that you see all of your flaws so that you think you're not good enough to accomplish something
1: i really like exodus 6 where it says the lord says now you will see what i'll do to pharaoh and he i mean keeps going he says i am the lord i appeared to abraham and isaac and jacob like he just keeps repeating himself like i am the lord and just just, reassuring moses like therefore say to the israelites i am the lord and i will bring you out of egypt like he just keeps repeating it and repeating it so that to me is like Okay, you have seen, like, throughout the Bible, God keeps showing up when something's difficult and just remembering, like, He is the Lord. He will deliver. Whatever He puts on your heart or the big things, like, He will accomplish it and get it done. It won't look the same way. Nobody's getting burning bushes since, and plagues haven't happened, but it might still feel like that when things come about.
0: What I love is that He sends Aaron with Him, though, and in my notes it says, Aaron. To go speak for Moses. Mm-hmm. And it's just saying. Okay you can't use it as, as an excuse anymore. If that's the excuse. Here Aaron's going to go with you. He's a good speaker. And that's when they go to see the Pharaoh.
1: The thing like you never like really hear about in the stories so though. You never hear about. Aaron. It's always just Moses. But like Aaron was a huge, huge mm-hmm. part of this. He's like the guy in the background that did everything. So finishing up with six, they go into the family record of Moses and Aaron
2: and they actually came from the clan of Levi. And Amram married his father's sister, Jochebed, who would actually be his aunt. And yeah. she is the one who bore Aaron and Moses. So that those were his parents and then it goes on to talk about all the different clans, leading us into Aaron speaking for Moses when they go back again to tell Pharaoh to let his people go. And this leads us into the plagues.
0: Well, I hear it, the first thing that they do is Aaron throws the staff down
1: and the staff becomes a snake.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. I
1: think it's kind of funny that God tells Moses that he will harden Pharaoh's heart. I will go and multiply all the signs and wonders, but he's not going to listen to you. Like that would be a great thing for God to let us know. So you aren't <laughs> so disappointed. When you get denied. <laughs> yeah, through all your denials like, hey, here's his a heads hardened, up like it's it's not going to work for That's you what but just keep going. Just keep going. That's what the word is. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's in there. Yeah, I know. It's
2: just like, if you read it, me, me, yeah, I know. Signs.
1: I know. But if God would come to me and be like, you know, that's not gonna work. What you're doing, but you know, we'll get through it, girl. Rather than hey, you getting through it. Hey, through girl. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. What is interesting to me though is that he hardened his heart so many times. And we were talking about this a little bit this morning that it wasn't that he was taking away Pharaoh's free will, but it was almost like Pharaoh gets all of these chances over and over and he still doesn't change his ways. Stubborn, I tell ya. Or he
1: just like really wanted the control to be like, yes, yeah, so what? Uh, your God does this, but my mm-hmm. sweet magicians can do this. Right. And the
0: other thing, too, is every time that Pharaoh's
1: magicians did something, they
0: actually made it worse. And in my notes, it said if they obviously were practicing some sort of satanic sorcery, sorcery things, because and that's why God allowed them to be able to do that, because if they were really from God, they could have stopped them. Like he sends the first plague or the plague of frogs, and they actually end up doubling the amount of frogs that there are instead of taking the plague away. And every time Pharaoh's people actually made it worse, they just doubled what they were doing. So the first plague
2: was the plague of blood. And Moses was actually 80 years old when the first one happened and Aaron was 83. So they're a little older on this end. <laughs> but again, he, God reminds them that it's okay that Moses isn't a good speaker because Pharaoh will
0: speak for him and they go to Pharaoh. No, not Aaron. Pharaoh. Aaron. Oh, sorry. Aaron. Aaron. Yep. I'm just, well, and the, so he turn he puts that staff into the, the Nile. Nile and turns everything into blood, which is disgusting to think about. But then you really think in retrospect, that was in the desert. They obviously need water. And I was reading my notes. The Nile is actually a 3000 mile waterway this isn't just some little pond where we live or a little river this is this
1: would be like the Mississippi turning into blood and obviously
0: right and all of their ships coming in and out and their source of exporting and importing is all bloody
1: can you imagine like just putting yourself in their position Mm. Like, you read in the Bible, it sounds like all that happened, maybe it happened, cool, nice story. (laughs) But for real, the plagues, like, what a gross thing.
2: And I don't get how the Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their secret arts, is what my Bible calls it. Mm -hmm. How would they ever do, just like, pour some tubs of blood into the water? Well, it was
1: satanic. Yeah, I I think think
0: God really let it happen because, like I said, it just doubled. Mm -hmm. It just, like, fine. You want them, you want more frogs you want more blood here you go yes. and they thought they were doing it but God was our, like actually allowing oh, their I satanic see. sorcery
1: my notes say that Pharaoh's heart is hard and hardened which he refuses to let the people go but he God lets him be defiant and challenges his authority and wants him to it says that a hardened heart once it's all translated out it says it made him heavy and unresponsive so he wanted to be in more control of god i thought that was kind of interesting
0: and god gives him multiple he tries to change his ways and i feel like i mean people like that You have multiple opportunities, but yet he just still didn't listen.
1: And his magicians, they couldn't undo it. So, like, when God could undo it, his magicians couldn't undo it, Mm -hmm. which made him different.
0: Well, we have all these different plagues, like, The plague of frogs and gnats and flies and livestock and the locusts. Which ones? Which uh,
1: ones boils? Gnats. Hail. Hail. Like, which one do you guys think is the worst plague? Right. Or or best. Which one would you want? Which one wouldn't you want? I would be okay okay with the with the rain and hail as long as you have like
0: nice little thunderstorm.
1: Or darkness. (laughs) I don't know. Death of the firstborn. Well, we haven't got. I know. I'm. We haven't gotten jumping, to that yet. You're I'm jumping ahead. Sweet. I know, I'm jumping ahead. the Boils. I think that's the one that would get me. I uh, uh, just pus everywhere. Yeah, it's gross. Yes. That's what I, I said, said. Yeah. That you would think that the boils was gross because you're a nurse. Yeah. Well, Singles. I noted that the first
2: one that the magicians weren't able to copy was the plague of the gnats, and actually that was only the third one. So the magicians mm-hmm. actually only were able to do the frogs and the blood but the gnats was the first one that they couldn't do and so that's when they fi- the magicians finally admitted this is the finger of god i
1: Whoa. think that the swarm of flies would be yes. absolutely disgusting i was just going to say that because i've been in honduras so many times and the amount of flies that just swarm on people but and they do not even match the no i know but i'm just thinking here. like oh yeah. it bugs me so much and it grosses me out but then the like frogs and locusts and like just in every single part of the area and corner. And then they all die. Like the smell, the
0: flies though must've been bad enough. Cause that's when we see Pharaoh first kind of, Oh, okay. He, and he promises to let the Hebrews go. So it must've been bad enough. And then when the flies go away, he's like, Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm hurting my heart again. Well, but what
2: I thought was crazy during the flies one is he said, go and sacrifice your God. But the word that stuck out for me was he said, here in the land. So he kind of like threw this tricky thing in there. Like, yeah, I'm going to go let you worship your God, but you need to do it here. Like he still Mm -hmm. wasn't fully releasing them. It's like he still had this like clutch that I was going to let them think they're getting away with something, but I still got a hold of them.
1: Well, even from like the plague of the Nile to the frogs, seven days passed between that plague. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, hang on. Like... You didn't believe that one with the blood, so I'm going to just strike some frogs on you in like 10 minutes. These all just like happened a week and then a couple of days and then I wonder after if, and after. I wonder if God told Moses how many plagues there would be. I don't
0: think he did. Oh, so it's just like for Moses, he keeps having to go back. He just has to keep being persistent of, oh great, Pharaoh's heart is hardened again. Now what do we have to go do And I think it's just, like, kind of how we talked over and over. Moses just has to continue to trust God that at some point something is going to change where they can actually let the people go.
1: If I was Moses, I would have rather had that magical staff than a burning bush. (laughs) Aaron's got the staff. I know, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) that... Just hit it on the ground and it... Does all the things. Does all the things. I could use a couple of those
2: in my life. So the thing that stuck out most to me was uh, verse 10, the plague of the locusts, when they finally say to Pharaoh, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. And how I looked at it is sometimes it's hard for ourselves to humble ourselves before god and so you could kind of fill in the blank like how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me let fill in the blank whether it's
1: let blank go
2: yeah, what are you going to let go so that you can worship God fully? So if you thinking, always come with the deep stuff, like
1: every time you come
2: in with something deep, I don't know. That just stuck out at me. It's like Pharaoh kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And what do we do over and over and over again that we never completely humble ourselves to allow us to worship God fully? There's always something in the way, and we do you always feel like do it. Over we harden and over and over. our
0: hearts over and over. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's like,
2: yeah, it's, that's like the lesson I picked up on this. I mean, it's good to be persistent. You want to be persistent in what you're doing, but not stubborn. He was stubborn and stubbornness is self-centeredness, basically. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the difference. So... Can be and persistent in what you want to do. Stubbornness
0: of not doing what God wants you to do is probably is sinful.
1: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me think about all of my life choices now. <laughs> really just you gone always, quiet over here. You always <laughs> feel <laughs> like we're serious. And it's not. We're just like
0: reflecting on our no, life. Looking
1: at everybody. <laughs> no, I know. You look at yourself. I, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just like, oh man, what am I doing in life? Good talk. Good talk. Good talk, Pete. <laughs> so that brings us to eleven, chapter eleven, and this week we are left with a little cliffhanger because it's the plague of death of the firstborn, and they kind of get their warning. Moses and Aaron have one left, or one plague left, uh, for Pharaoh, and kind of brings us into next week of the Passover. Join us, not stay week tuned to
0: see if we. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) finish it out okay join us next week to see if Pharaoh lets the people go
1: join us next week when we're looking at exodus chapters 12 through 17 and hopefully i'll have my voice back we're gonna call this one hey can i borrow your lamb pink box purpose signing off what Take two. Not once in the Bible does it say worry about it, stress over it, or figure it out. But over and over, it clearly says trust God. Pursue your purpose.